0: This podcast is a product of the Fourth and Inches Network, a podcast network designed to keep Husky fans up to date on their favorite programs around UW.
1: Enjoy the show, and go dogs! Go dogs! Go dogs! Husky Nation, it's the end of the third quarter. Are you looking for the perfect tequila for your next get together? The answer is born from a hero, Hero de Leon, direct from the prestigious Murguia family, just outside Guadalajara honoring their great-grandfather who saved Mexico from a horrible civil war. It's authentic, courageous, with great integrity, just like the General. Enjoy the smoothest Blanco tequila you've ever tasted, or the rich flavor of our Reposado, aged for seven months in American bourbon barrels. Or the ultimate tequila, our Añejo, which is aged for 18 months in the same bourbon oak barrels. Go to your favorite liquor retailer or restaurant and ask for Hero de Leon. Because it's always the end of the third quarter. Imported by Zombie Beverages, Mercer Island, Washington. Hello Husky Nation, Mike Martin with Real Dog Radio and Rocco Miller, Bracketologist down there in Las Vegas. Rocco, you've been doing this 13 years. Um, I just want to get sort of just a... If you watched... If you had never watched the Huskies play and you watched them in the second half of that game, did it look like they were playing for uh, their coach's career or did they look like they were kind of sleepwalking knowing their season was over?
0: I would say in the second half, they were they were a lot more energetic. Um, you know, the coach, I was sitting right behind the bench uh, during the game. So um, the energy really picked up uh, in the second half. And that's when you saw, you know, I think at one point there was a 10-0 run. Um, you know, very vo- all the coaches were very vocal. Viking Jones, um, uh, Quincy Pondexter, Will Conroy. I mean, everybody was into it. Um, and you could hear everything they're saying which is kind of an interesting setting down here uh, on the first day it's not not very packed yet so um, yeah I I would say just from that standpoint they really brought it I don't think they might have slept watched a little bit in the first half I thought the first half Maybe they're adjusting to life without P.J. Fuller or Noah Williams in the rotation. I know those guys have missed other games before, but um, it was a really thin rotation today. Only really six players played. A seven-player Langston Wilson got six minutes, but for the most part, they rolled with those six guys. So I think it just took them a while to get used to it, and uh, they finally matched that energy in the second half.
1: All right, yeah, you don't want to uh, burn your candle out in the first half when you're Rolling with uh, six guys. You sent me um, a text, uh, one word, and it was right there, the end, where it looks like it looked like the Huskies could make one final run and maybe come away with it. Uh, but you texted me one word. Gross, <laughs> and I, I I think of Mister Yuck stickers. Um, I don't know if I'm dating myself on that one, but it just seemed like a Mister Yuck sticker type of game, uh, kind of toxic. You don't want to taste it.
0: Yeah, and I think that was just more about the season at large. You know, sixteen and sixteen is certainly not something um, you know Washington fans will will be uh, excited about. And uh, coming off of a seventeen and fifteen year, which was also a non tournament season um you know the standard is is set in seattle to make the ncaa tournament Um, and mike hopkins came in and did a wonderful job of that early on in his career he won Pac 10 Pac 12 coach of the year uh back-to-back years his first two years uh and so yeah it's just been a i think it's just been tough sledding and i think the offense this year really lacked creativity there's a lot of isolation play you could argue is maybe even worse last year um, and, and Hopkins did address that in the press conference after the game. He did say next season they will have a lot of different changes in schemes offensively. Um, so yeah, I just thought, I, I just thought overall there's a lot of games that I know the Huskies would love to have back, including today's loss. Um, so I just thought the overall you know final two minutes where Huskies went dry uh, and couldn't score, they end up losing that game by uh, six points. Um, but it was pretty much over. And you know once Colorado went up by five. Um, it was a microcosm of the whole season at at large, you know.
1: Yeah, and and now you you uh, you you loaded the gun right there. I'm going to have to fire it off. Um, you said he said next season. Um, does it sound yeah. like he's coming back for another year? Are you hearing anything back channel wise?
0: Yeah, Mike, I'm asking everybody about it. So um, I would tell you if I knew. You know, here's the thing. Like, you know, I, I track the, the coaching carousel nationwide. And so, um, yeah, I'm hearing from circles that are way outside of Washington. And um, everything I can tell and I've heard, for the time being, it seems like he will uh, be here for the, be at Washington for the final year of his contract. But he obviously doesn't have an extension. The buyout still costs you Dub. Um, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of $8 million, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, theoretically, they could. They could pay that money. Um, I think what we see in the industry, um, a more common move uh, more recently, is what we call parachuting. Um, and Mike Hopkins might actually be a candidate for that. Um, and that's that's where, um, if you look at what Shaka Smart did at Texas, he uh, he didn't get fired. Uh, they basically mutually agreed that he would go accept the job and become Marquette's coach. Obviously, that's worked out very well. Marquette won the Big East this year. Um, And then we saw it also at at Florida with the Gators. Uh, Mike White left and and took the Georgia job. He didn't have to get fired, didn't have to pay his buyout. So when there's a coach like Mike who missed the tournament a couple years in a row, um, which, of course, he just did, uh, might be an opportunity there for him to look at another job, if it makes sense, and that could also help the university not have to pay the buyout. Um, so i would just keep your eyes on that. He would be uh, like in a perfect sweet spot to do it.
1: And he has those recruiting ties back there uh, in upstate New York. And, and uh, Jim Boeheim uh, announced his retirement today. So, yes. you know, the, the parachuting, you know, could they bring in a coach? Could he take an assistance jo- assistance? assistant job. Uh, You know, there, there are uh, a lot of things we're hearing back channels here that uh, he's coming back. So that won't make a whole lot of people happy, but he does have um, a a lot of good young players. Uh, Brooks, could he come back? That would be huge if he could. He, he uh, kind of tailed off there at the end of the season as well. But um, it's a good young team. Does Could you make a case for keeping him to see what he can do with, with his players uh, that are young?
0: Yeah, I think the way it stands today, that's the plan. Um, I think that both coach and the university are making that plan. But uh, I just want to remind Husky fans and the whole community out there um, that the the coaching thing is very fluid. You know, news could could pop that maybe five players hit the portal uh, in a week. We don't know. We just don't know what's going to happen. So, you know, just because he's safe for one hour right now, I mean, this stuff can change. We've even seen coaches leave in the middle of the summer. Um, Obviously, much more rare. But, uh, but yeah, so I think it's very fluid. I think the plan right now is to keep him for the last year. Um, I think he needs to keep that roster intact. You know, if we saw two of the uh, the people I'm highest on to come back to have, I think, a great future. Braxton Miaz has had a great year. Uh, made the all-defensive team in the Pac-12. He's just so improved. I covered him at Fresno State, and he was a backup he, he's so much tougher now. He's, he's improved tremendously at the university of Washington. Um, Keon Mennefield, he's lit it up. Everybody's seen his talent. He's only going to get better over time. And then, uh, Colin Johnson, I mean, Colin Johnson's been great. Um, I, for a freshman, he, he did, he came on strong, I think down the stretch and just having those three, are really going to be crucial. But, of course, in the portal era, like if they want to go elsewhere, that type of thing, you start losing some of that nucleus, might be a little easier to move on from Hopkins. Um, on the flip side, if if Hopkins does that parachuting idea that I gave, you know, he, if he's close with all those guys, and there is no risk of them leaving, he could bring them to another school. Let's say, like an Atlantic Ten school that wanted to hire Hop or somebody in that range where it would make sense, money wise. I don't think Hop would be for an assistant job. I think I think it's got to be a head coaching job, probably at the Atlantic Ten, maybe American Conference, that type of level. Um, I don't think a Power Five is going to bring him on after after these last two seasons. But um, part of that package and that their school would be interested in is having. You know the, the the trio of those three I named, plus you know, perhaps others. Um, I'm pretty confident Brooks is gonna st- start his pro career next year. He obviously didn't tell me that today, I asked him it in the press conference, but um, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty, just my own gut feeling on the situation. He's just too good to come back.
1: All right, um, well, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you got Wazoo, and who are they playing?
0: Oh, they're playing Cal. It's all good, Mike. There's not much of a game going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wazoo's
1: been on a run. Uh, Cal, uh, they have been uh, abysmal, I think would be the nearest word. Have they won anything in the last 12 games?
0: Not that I can remember. I'm pretty sure they haven't. Uh, it's been it's been horrible. I mean, they've lost a lot of guys to injuries, so I'll give them a little bit of a break there. But they're one of the worst power five teams in the last decade um, and they're ranked in the 300. So when you, when you actually play Cal on your schedule, it hurts your resume. So it's not even good to play against them. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's how bad it is.
1: Oh, wow. Um, well uh, let's see. And uh, two other things. What does the team look mm-hmm. like with uh, Frank Kempenang and then the, uh, the, mm-hmm. the dude that transferred from Washington mm-hmm. state um, what does a healthy team and, was that
0: Noah Williams yeah. yes
1: what does a healthy team look like under uh, hop do, do, does this is this a twenty twenty one win team?
0: It should be I mean, I think if it's everybody back, you know the only person guaranteed to not come back is Jamal Bay. they could bring Bajua back they can bring Noah Williams back who you mentioned um you could bring back p j fuller everybody theoretically um, my gut says there's going to be a little bit more of a shakeup than that. You know, of course, Hopkins today didn't share where his head is on who's coming and going uh, or any specifics, but he did say the transfer portal is going to be important. So that tells me there's probably going to be maybe two or three uh, or more uh, defections from the program. So, you know, I think for him, the key is just keeping those guys that we talked about that are really important for the future and that are going to take a big step uh, in their development next year. Um, so that's that's just kind of where my gut goes. Uh, Noah Williams is a kid that's been at uh, Wazoo in Washington now and uh, was committed to Buffalo out of O'Day originally, uh, but Nate Oates took the Alabama job, so that's why he landed at Washington State. But he's just had, you know, he hasn't been able to stay healthy this year. He's had a few off-the-court issues as well, so hopefully for his sake, I really like the kid. Um, he can get it together. I, I don't think he's reached his full potential. He really lit it up for Wazoo for about a couple months uh, last season, uh, but he just, he hasn't been able to regain that form since his, uh, since his, his uh, injuries. So, you know, we'll see what, we'll see if he's back or not, but that's a guy maybe that moves on to a, to a third school. So uh, yeah, just keep your eyes peeled because there's going to be a lot of news uh, in the next month.
1: Alright, uh, Rocco Miller, uh, the Huskies fall 74-68, uh, bounced out of the NCAA tournament, excuse me, uh, out of the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, any NIT or any other bids out there you think they could get?
0: I don't think they can get in the NIT, quite frankly, because <clears throat> there's going to be, there's 32 spots in the NIT. There's going to be at least eight of those that go to teams from small leagues that lose their conference tournament. They get an automatic bid if you're the number one team and you get bounced out of your conference tournament we've already seen five um i think we we'll we usually land around eight every year sometimes up to ten or more um so now you're down to like 24 spots i tell coaches expect there to be 22 to 24 spots open and washington's clearly unfortunately not not one of the best 24 teams left over outside of the ncaa they're probably somewhere around 40th or or you know somewhere between 40th and 50th best so for me, they're not even on the NIT "quote unquote" bubble.
1: Okay. Well, uh, how can people follow you on uh, social media, and what is your website?
0: Yeah, thanks, Mark. Uh, people can follow me at Rocco Miller Eight. That's the number eight. And um, Twitter's the best way to find my information. I cover all 32 leagues, all 363 schools. Um, I love the sport passionately. And uh, all of my work, whether it's schedule-wise or uh, covering these different leagues, is always geared around the NCAA tournament. And and with that in mind, at all times. So um, that's, that's the best place to follow me. My website's BracketsHere.org. Uh, obviously, the bracket will be out on Sunday. So this is a very big week where we will have updates on there every single day with all the movement that is potentially coming within all these conference tournaments going on. I know if you're a college basketball junkie, you're tracking that. And then uh, lastly, I'm on, uh, I'm a part of the field of 16. 16- Media Network, uh, which is owned and operated by Rob Doster and Jeff Goodman. I'm sure sure most of you guys are familiar with them from ESPN back in the day. Um, And so we will have live live shows Thursday, Friday, and uh, Selection Sunday. So it should be a good time. Sunday I'll be on there giving all my reactions to the actual bracket. So uh, pretty entertaining. Check, Check that out as well.
1: All right, good catching up with you. Uh, have fun uh, uh, catch you a little uh, nap here in the second half of uh, Washington State Cal before um, before the rest of the stuff uh, happens. But thanks for your time, Rocco. My pleasure, Mike. You have a good day. Take care. You too. Go dogs. Yes, sir.